0: You Can Handle Anything, episode number 328. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face. And I'll share the tools and strategies I developed that will help you deal with these challenges in any moment with confidence, resilience, and integrity. Tune in and discover how living your life deliberately instead of reactively will allow you to reclaim control over your emotions and live your life with purpose so you can truly handle anything life throws your way. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I'm recording this episode on the first week of August after having a whirlwind of a summer where I traveled to Chicago twice. I traveled to Poland. I was in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. I'm traveling back to Chicago and so much more. Some of the places I visited were for pure vacationing or traveling. And others were work-related, where I was leading professional development trainings specifically to teachers at an elementary school, as well as professors at a college. These trainings are something new that I just started offering after years of running online programs and workshops and courses, not specifically for professionals, but rather for the general public. And while I never intended to branch out in this direction... I have to say I am absolutely loving these trainings. I love hearing from companies and organizations who are interested in bringing me in. I recently received an inquiry from a law firm, for example, and I truly hope to continue offering these trainings not only here in the United States, but also in Israel where I live and beyond. Truly, the unstuck Method and my other tools have no limit. They're not just for sensitive people. They're not just for women. And they're not just for Americans. They're meant to be used by any and all humans who recognize the negative impact their emotional reactions have on their lives and their relationships and who want to make a change. So if you are listening to this and you work for a company that offers such professional development trainings at your workplace definitely reach out to me to start the conversation so we can talk about bringing this work to your workplace. Okay, so let's get right into today's episode. Today, I want to focus on the concept of your way of being. Your way of being is another way of saying how you show up in the world. Your way of being is not static, it changes. But for the most part, It changes according to outside circumstances, like how other people are acting, or what's going on around you, like the weather, like delayed planes, like traffic. In other words, for the most part, we don't usually show up as the people that we truly want to be at any given moment, because we're being hijacked by our emotions, and we're simply reacting to whatever is happening in that moment. And yet... When we live our lives like that, we lose our power because we give our power away to things that are outside of us. For example, have you ever had the experience where you're home, you know, you're in a good mood, everything's fine, and then someone walks into the house who's in a bad mood, and suddenly you find yourself in a bad mood too? Or have you ever found yourself excited to be going to a party that you were invited to, And when you arrive, you find a group of friends who are standing around talking, but you realize like they're in the middle of a story and you have no idea what's going on and you feel left out and you just feel bad for yourself. Or have you ever had the experience where you buy a plane ticket and you're so excited to be going wherever it is that you're going and then your plane gets delayed and then you suddenly get like in a really bad mood? This happens to us all of the time. It happens when we're not living our lives as consciously as possible. Because if we were truly living our lives deliberately, we wouldn't necessarily allow the outside circumstances in our lives to affect us the way they do. But it's a practice. And as I always say to the members of my community, this is a practice. We're not aiming for perfection, but we're aiming for progress. And a simple question you can ask yourself to help you become more aware on a moment-to-moment basis is, Who am I being? And by that, I don't mean your name, and I don't mean your profession. I mean, how are you showing up? So let me give you an example. This past weekend, I was invited to a bat mitzvah in D.C. The girl celebrating is the daughter of my best friend who lives in my community back in Israel, but they decided to have the celebration in D.C. in addition to the one in Israel for their friends and family back home. So I was definitely planning to go to this event, especially since I was in the Philadelphia area and just a train ride away. And I knew about this event in like March or April or something like that. This was not something that was like sprung upon me in the last minute. What I didn't know at first was A, where I would stay, since I knew I would likely go for at least one night, and B, how I would get there. I did ask a friend early on to see if she wanted to join me. And at that point, I thought maybe we'd drive together. But she ended up saying that she wasn't able to go. So once I realized that I would be going on my own, I decided I didn't want to drive, but rather I would take the train. Now, I've taken buses to New York City from my hometown close to Philadelphia many times, right? I am familiar with the Greyhound service, but not to Washington, D.C., And anytime I took the bus, I remember doing this as like a high school student. I would just go to the bus station, which was not too far from my house. I would walk inside, buy a ticket and get on the bus. It was super easy. I didn't have to order tickets, you know, in advance or anything like that. Now, that was like 30 years ago and definitely times have changed. But when I decided that I was going to take the train because it would be like half the time than taking a bus, I honestly didn't put too much thought into it. And it was actually early last week when I was talking to a friend of mine, telling her I was going to be going to DC. And I asked her if she thought I should buy a ticket in advance. And she was like, yeah, I I would look into getting a ticket in advance. And so I did. So I turned on the Amtrak website, and I was surprised what I saw. I typed in Philadelphia to Washington, DC, and it offered trains like every hour. But each one... Was a different name of a train and each one was a different price. And the prices didn't vary in just a few dollars. It was like $30, and then another one was like $85, and then another one was like $115. And I'm just talking about one way. So I got kind of flustered because I didn't really know what was going on. And I decided, okay, I'll just come back to the website the following day. So I got on the following day and I was trying to put my trip together. And I decided on a time for each day. And at that point, I was actually visiting my aunt and uncle. And I was like, should I go at this time? Should I go at this time? I was also taking in consideration my son, who wasn't going to be going with me. And I was like, you know what? It was just too much. I'm going to come back onto the computer the following day. Well, you can probably guess where this is going. When I turned the computer on on that final day, which was just a couple of days before I would be traveling, the prices went up. And I'm talking by a lot. A lot. I had no idea that was going to happen. I had no idea the prices would change, similar to like when you're purchasing a plane ticket. Like it's better to purchase it in advance because the prices will be less, right? Like the farther you are from the travel date. I just didn't know. And all of a sudden, I was looking at prices that were twice the original amount of like the highest cost, right? It was like the cost of a freaking plane ticket. I was so upset. But more than that, I was also nervous that if I wouldn't buy the tickets in that moment, they would go up even more. And so I just sucked it up and I reluctantly bought the train tickets for an exorbitant amount of money. Poor me. That was my first reaction to the situation. Poor me. And this is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about your way of being. Like, how would you call a person who was walking around being like, poor me? Maybe they were being a victim, or maybe they were being powerless. Maybe they were being pitiful or pathetic or helpless, right? There's lots and lots and lots of ways of being. In fact, in the journal that I just created for the members of my community, there's a list of 120 disempowering ways of being, like the ones I just mentioned, as well as 120 empowering ways of being. Of course, we utilize these words when we work with getting unstuck and creating the new habits and patterns that we want to create so that we can live our best lives. Being a victim or being powerless or being pitiful or any of the other ways that I mentioned They don't empower you. They don't move you to great places. In fact, they just keep you stuck. If you're like most people, you play this role in your life, whether you're aware of it or not. Like, have you ever found yourself saying, well, if they don't pick up after themselves or if they don't do this, I'm going to have to do it for them. You play the victim, whether you realize it or not. And doing so is one of the lowest energy frequencies, if you want to call it that. The most important thing that you can do is just become aware that you're doing that as soon as possible so that you can get yourself unstuck and get yourself out of that way of being. So for me, as soon as I noticed myself going into that victim mentality state, I took myself through the unstuck method to get myself out of it because seriously, it just impacts you negatively and it impacts the people around you. So I took a stop and I tuned in with what I was feeling, which was disappointment that I didn't purchase the tickets earlier. I believed that I totally should have known better, but of course, that's not true. How would I have known better, right? I've never done that before. And then I not only considered that I'll know better for next time, I also considered who it is I want to be in that moment. And that is, I just wanted to be grateful. Grateful I was able to purchase a ticket, grateful for being invited to this bat mitzvah, grateful for my health, and grateful for the freedom that I could even attend that special occasion. That's it. Just going through the unstuck method helped me shift my mindset from negative to positive and shift out of the victim mentality and into the kind of hero mentality. And by that, I mean, like really being in the driver's seat of your life rather than feeling like someone else is taking hold of the wheel. You know, looking back, I sometimes get mad at myself for falling into that victim mentality. But when I notice myself doing that, I catch myself and I hold myself in self-compassion. Because getting emotionally stuck is a natural human tendency. It happens to all of us. And that's okay, as long as you take ownership of it, and you take the steps to move on from it. So my dear friends, I'd like to challenge you today. Where in your life may you be playing the victim? Where may you be walking around feeling like poor me? Where are you blaming others for the situations that you're in, giving your power away? Who are you being when you do that? And who do you want to be instead? These are really important and worthwhile questions to ask yourself on a daily basis to help you kind of realign yourself with the person that you actually want to be. Okay, my dear listeners, before I sign off, I want to let you know that I'm going to be leading another free three-day challenge over on Facebook the first week in September. I'm so excited to be leading another challenge And this one's going to be on how to let go of negative self-talk. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll be receiving the information in a week or so, and it'll just be an easy click to join. If you're not on my newsletter, now's a good time to subscribe, which you can do over on my website, shiragura.com. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm over at shiraguraofficial and I will happily send you the link to join this challenge. The challenge is gonna be powerful, and immediately at the end, I'm going to be opening the doors to my program called Living Deliberately, which is a series of three live workshops where I personally teach you my tools, step by step by step, so you can learn how to get emotionally unstuck in your life in any moment, how to get clear so you can be mentally prepared for things ahead of time, and how you can build new patterns and habits in your life so that you can create the changes you actually want to see in your life. And then for those interested to continue on this journey with me, I will be sharing all of the details about how you can join my community, the Living Deliberately Circle. So all of this is starting the first week in September, and I warmly encourage you to join me. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.